but for the most part, like we have time. It's just how you allocate the time. I think figure out how to allocate your time a little bit better. If you just do that, I think, you know, you could double your income even just doing that, right? Look, I get it. The Toronto real estate market is confusing. Whether you're a new or experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in, join us at Broadview Table Talks as you sit around the table with my friends, talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in Toronto. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Broadview Table Talks. I'm here with my good friend, John Chai from Union Capital Realty. What's up? What's up, Ken? It's fellow, another much, man. Fellow uh, realtor, investor, broker, owner, builder, All hustler. <laughs> Yo, you work hard versus everybody else I know, especially in your brokerage too. Well, I think, you know, I, I always say that, you know, everybody leaves where they're working and they want to join this industry and they say they want to hustle and hustle, but they end up, you know, starting off with the hustle for the first month or two. And next thing you know, they're at the gym at 10 in the morning, hair salon by noon, doing their nails at four. Um, but they left a nine to five job getting scared they're going to lose their job. Yeah. This. yeah. 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 So I always say to people that treat it like nine to five, because if you're at a regular nine to five job, you'd find a way to make it work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know don't I mean? call in sick. You worry you might lose your job. Um, but I see most realtors, uh, you know, they get a light sniffle and they're staying at home, working from home, which That's is it. probably watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted. And you got to get rid of that distraction. And you started a new habit recently, waking up early. Yep, yep. To hustle. Six o'clock every day, straight to the gym, into the office by eight. Um, I get more done between 8 to 10 than I would get done from 8 to 12. Yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. nobody's, the phones aren't ringing. Yeah, no one's you. awake. That's it, everyone's sleeping in. So that's awesome, man, because um, I know a lot of people need this wake-up call to be able to just, I don't know, I guess it comes down to their motivation of why they're doing it. Right? Yeah, I think some people lose purpose on why they want to do this. Um, you know, essentially, uh, I believe you got to, Believe in what you're selling. I, I, I think um, have a passion for the business. You know, it's at the end of the day, yes, it's about earning a commission check and earning a living. But if you enjoy it, um, it's not it's it's light work. Yeah, it's light work. Well, that's, that's real estate, though. I mean, there's other businesses where you also have your hands in the re restaurant business. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And there's always like different angles of different, you know, motivations of things that you're trying to do. And that all takes time and energy and motivation and work. Right. For people that have just one business, real estate commissions, whatever it is, nine to five job. Some of these people, I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to whip it into them. So how do you, how are you motivating your team and the people that work with you for you? You know, I, I, I think um, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, I, I, I show them that, you know, the benefits of motivating your, yourself and try to self-motivate because, it, you know, this business is a lonely business. Like, you know, if you work on a team, um, or, or team environment brokerage, like what we offer here um, at our office, then, you know, we, we try to encourage everybody to, you know, uh, get to work and how do we help the next client out? You know, where's the next deal? Um, essentially, that's, you know, the first step is to self-motivate. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's the tough part in, in this business is that, you know, people lose motivation because they get lonely, you know? Uh, there's not many friends or friends become enemies in this business, I believe. I don't know about that, man. Like, I, 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 yeah, sure, if you do a wrong deal and deal goes south, then maybe, right? Like, yeah. there's, there's vendettas and stuff, right? But, like, I think there's more, I mean, look at us, right? You know, I mean, we're different brokerages, different offices, but we're still working together. We're still really good friends, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think it's more collaboration, if anything. And 
if anything, you should be closer to those people, right? Yeah. So that, because if there's a deal that needs to be, you know, massaged a little bit, right, it's that much easier. Yeah. Right. So, um, but speaking about all the hustle, I just I don't think you can teach it. That's the problem. Like no. You have to have that built in. Uh, to some extent, yeah. I think you know you got to have it in you, right? I, I I always say to people, you know, we're, we're all under the same clock. It's the same twenty four hours, and you know, I. I I look at myself and I, I say to other people, I said, listen, I'm, you know, putting in my six o'clock gym that I've never done before in my life. Um, and I still operate the business the same way with that one additional hour that I put aside that didn't change anything except for make myself feel better, healthier, uh, healthier. Um, but for the most part, like we have time. It's just how you allocate the time. I think, you know, for a lot of people in this industry, um, is to reflect, take some time and figure out how to allocate your time a little bit better. If you just do that, I think, you know, you could double your income even just doing that, right? That's right. Be more effective with your time and, and resources as well too, right? It's not, I find it's not about working harder because you're really just stealing from other parts of your life. Like yep. it should be, the, the, the best way to do is 888, right? Eight hours work, eight hours play, eight hours sleep. Right. Like that's ideal. But then there's travel time, there's kids, there's yep. all this kind of crap, relationships, all that stuff, right? That you got to factor in there. So it's just, I guess, how you choose it and how you can make more with the resources that you have, right? Yeah. You use time money, time resources, time leverage, or people re leverage, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And think outsourcing, you know, um, there's value for your time. You know, don't get me wrong, I think. You know, I see people trying to do handyman work and do this and do that. And at the end of the day, you know, you factor in your time spent sitting in traffic. You know, what is the cost of getting a handyman to go repair something? $150 yeah. uh, or your time to drive down parking this and that. And you have great opportunities that you may have missed. That's right. That's right. For sure. Outsourcing is a big thing. And uh, time is way more valuable than money for sure. Especially like it. You have to really choose between that. I mean, I, I get that if you don't have money, then you want to do it yourself. Right. To save a little bit. I, I get it where you can save, of course. And sometimes you end up trying to save and, you know, you end up figuring out that you can't even do it and you end up hiring somebody. Or doing or it paying, wrong. Yeah. Or, yeah, something happens along the way that you missed the opportunity, like you're saying. So, for sure. Um, how would people, do you advise, like, what, what's a common objection you've had in your office lately with people that, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that? You know, what, what have you seen? Um, you, you know, know some of the people you work with, for example, I think most common is, you know, the clients doesn't want to buy it, you know, and, and I always say that, you know, um, it's ultimately maybe that particular client doesn't want to buy it. Um, but I think in this market is you need, you need to find purpose for them. You know, they're, they're, if there's a purpose, there's, there's a reason for them to say, Hey, let's take a look at this, you know? maybe dial back a bit and see their family situation, you know, mm -hmm. maybe um, take a look at maybe building real estate, you know, a real estate portfolio for their kids in the future, right? Or maybe they, you know, as, as you know, recently, the rental market, especially around major universities, for example, are, you know, sky high, like one bedroom in dens in some areas are north of $3,000 these days for rental, right? And you know, you could sit down and plan with your clients and say, hey, listen, three years from now or five years from now, um, your kids are most likely going to enter university. And, you know, as a parent, where do you want to send your kids to? Is it University of Toronto or, you know, a, a university downtown of, of, of others? But for the most part, is you could use that as a way to help them plan their future. And maybe that brings them purpose and saying, hey, I do want to do this. Um, 
and it doesn't stop from I, I'm not interested at all. Yeah. I think a lot of clients themselves, they don't think that far ahead um, because they're busy with their day to day life. Right? It's too late, really. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is why, you know, I, I say, you know, uh, uh, we walk into the bank every year and we look at buying, you know, retirement, you know, funds for the future. And uh, we don't really think about about it in the long run. But, you know, if you take that as one avenue and you, you accumulate 20, 50,000 every single year uh, for 20, 30 years, that's another portfolio of, of revenue that you generate when you retire. But, you know, that is a professional advising you on doing that on a yearly basis is, you know, hey, Ken, come in, you know, uh, um, it's time for you to buy your, you know, your retirement savings. Um, you know, this is what we suggest. But, you know, we should do the same on real estate as, you know, advisor clients, hey, you know, these are your future plans, I think that, you know, your kids may need or, or may your, your retirement for yourself, you may need and, you know, let's figure out what we can invest into for the future. For sure. It's, it comes down to motivation, finding that motivation, finding the purpose, like you're saying, for each uh, individual. And with getting them to invest into, first of all, you're walking to the bank laughing. So <laughs> <laughs> you know that. But second of all, uh, when you go in there, absolutely. Um, it, it's about building net worth. And that's what real estate does for you. Yeah. Because over the 25, 30 year that you have the mortgage, when you're paying it down, somebody's paying for that mortgage. Yep. You know? Yeah. So if you're able to save up the capital for a down payment, whatever it takes to get into it, do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I bought a lot of pre-construction uh, throughout my career, as you know, and um, it hasn't gone wrong. You know, I think the, you know, for the most part, I hear people say they've got, you know, a sour taste in, in, in their transaction. I think, you know, ultimately, you know, work with a realtor that essentially has a passion for this business and it's not in it for income. Um, and ultimately look at, you know, what are your future objections buying this? But I think for the most part, um, it hasn't steered myself or any of my clients wrong, you know, in terms of investing in 100, 200,000 over a course of two to four years. Um, and, you know, the returns you see typically are it's double what you've invested in by the time the, the unit closes. Yeah, know? like five years for sure yeah. it's doubled. And, yeah. and if you look at a regular, you know, rule of seven or whatever, if investments double seven years, it's, it's way too long. I'd rather have it faster. Yeah. And it's, the thing about real estate is that it's for sure, for sure you're gonna get, like it's gonna happen. It's gonna be paid down at the end of it. That's the basis of it. As long as you can carry the payments. Yeah, yeah. Right? like I said, it's time, right? I think time and, you know, I, I, I a lot of clients go, is this the right time or the wrong time? And, you know, I, I, I say, I, I see a lot of people that, like to try to time the market, you know, in real estate. And, you know, for me, there's really no time. I think it's always real estate time. Like, you know, if there's a deal or there's a, a, a reason or a purpose, then, you know, I'm there to try to make a transaction for myself or for my clients. I think you can't time it. Listen, like, yeah, we, we're in an interest rates, you know, situation right now where it is sky high. But, you know, a lot of people forget that it was heading this direction before COVID arrived. Um, and from... COVID to now, you know, a lot of people that already own real estate, it's put a lot of money into their pockets, you know, without doing anything, mm. right? And for the people that are timing the market right now, you know, this is a great opportunity. Yes, the prices are a little bit lower in some areas. I would say in majority of the areas that are, are, are in high demand, there hasn't been much of a fluctuation. Um, but for the most part, I would say, you know, if you look at interest rates right now, if you don't jump in, I'm just looking at on a rental perspective, you know, I've got 10 people that have never been in Canada signing up to lease, you know, paying way, way more than what the typical local consumer would pay 
to be here. And you know what? A year from now, all these people are going to come out and be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm paying three thousand some odd dollars a month the rent. I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Right. And what does that three thousand carry these days? About seven hundred thousand in a mortgage. Sure. Right. Sure. These people are going to come out and, and purchase. And you know what? For the people that are local that know this and that has been timing the, the market, they're going to be the ones that are going to miss out, I believe. Like, <laughs> it's unfortunate, you know, and I, I, I do believe I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm going to, I believe I'm going to see that happen in the in the coming, you know, quarter next, uh, I would say not quarter, but uh, next year, I would say, you know, we're definitely going to see a change in interest rates. Eventually, what come, goes up has to come down. Um, but in terms of prices, you know, it's adjusted a bit, you know, because of consumer fear. But overall, we got so much immigration happening and there's so much that the city has to offer. I think people still want to come in. You know, this is going back to what we discussed about, you know, realtors and, you know, their biggest hurdle with clients. Right. It's, I think, education. You know, yeah. I think, you know, uh, um, you know, clients only read what's available on the news. Right. Yeah, and don't meant to scare you. Yeah. 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 If it's not here to scare you or here to let you talk about it, then it's not news. Yeah, that's right. They're not going to watch it. So, I mean, there's also the immigration stuff for sure. So demand is being pushed up, but also supplies being constructed too with rising prices, levies, and and people not building. Builders not building because there's no demand for it or whatever, right? Because no one's buying because everyone's just sitting on the sidelines. Meanwhile, rent growth is year over year, 20% increasing. Yeah. So at some point, they're going to realize that, hey, why don't I just buy something instead? Right when it just doesn't cost that much, you can probably get down with five percent down, maybe ten percent down, depending on the price point, and just start building equity. Right? Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I guess it comes down to the same thing we were talking about in the beginning of this, right? Motivation. Some people just let life happen to them, as opposed to designing life to to make it happen for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. just I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Don't understand it. Listen, you know, um, at the end of the day. There's no right or wrong in the in sure. in in both ways. Sure. You know, some people believe, you know, uh, live life day by day, yeah. so real estate's not part of that portfolio, yeah. right? And uh, they just, you know, I'll rent here and you know I'll, I'll jump to the next city in six months or whatever. But I still believe, you know, uh, being in so many countries, I think Toronto is a place that everybody wants to call home. You know, and if that's the case, like you know, have that lifestyle, but also be able to have a place to call home because eventually you may want to settle down, mm-hmm. right? And if you're, if you're going to live life day by day and you're not here to design your life and you'll just see what happens and, and go day by day and eventually that's going to stop and you're going to want to settle down and come back to Toronto and it, can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. That's the issue. So, yeah, um, I think finding that motivation for, first of all, finding the purpose of why you want to take that step, that motivation, whatever it is, whatever that changes, even getting up and getting dressed, before a certain time when no one's awake yet. You know what I mean? Coming to work early and things like that. That takes a lot of like energy and kind of skill to really know that you got to take those steps because you'll be rewarded in the future. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I I guess it's hard for people that are kind of stuck in a funk and not able to get out of bed because they're depressed or whatever and things like that. And that's very real. I think the only way to make that change is to actually make that change. You know, you got to just get up there and just do it. Just take action. Yeah, and you know, it's like... You know, I, I, I see a lot of agents that I talk to and, you know, they say the same thing. How do you do it? You know, what's 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 the formula? There's really no recipe. There's no shortcut for hard work no. at the end of the day. It's all hard work. There's no shortcuts. No. There's no shortcuts in this business. You've got to do it. Yeah. You know, and the reason why we're successful is because we work 
double the time that everybody else does. You yeah, know? and, and so, I always say that, like, you know, in, re, in, in true reality, when you, you time out the amount of work we put into a transaction, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, what's broadcasted is... is, is that, a fraction of what they see. Yeah, and, you know, what's broadcasted is always all, you know, you know, we, we put in so much work, you know, there's so much running around. But reality, I always say, if you, if you treat yourself, you know, in terms of what we earn, um, like if we were to earn a, a typical minimum wage salary or a little bit better, um, listen, we get paid way too much. Mm. And, I, and I believe that because of that, we should be putting in even more effort into every transaction or into our clients or into our business um and definitely we should be able to see the business grow yeah like you know i always say like you know you have two options like as a starting as an agent starting off you know you could have an option of going to work a nine to five job getting paid 20 bucks an hour right or you come into this business and sky's the limit right well the reason why we get paid so much first of all is because the stakes are high you know the cost of making a wrong move yeah. It's very costly for whatever decision you're making as a consumer. So as a consumer, you're going to go with somebody you trust, somebody that's a professional, somebody that's dedicated their life, wakes up early, does the work, does goes the extra mile above and beyond versus somebody who's just kind of letting it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why the stakes are high. I, I agree. It's like I, I, I use a simple line. I said, you know, do you... Do you pick the cheapest laser eye surgeon? Yeah. You, know, you got you only got two eyes, yeah. and they're here to make it happen for you, right? Or do you pick the best one and make sure that they do it right? And same with people's, you know, lifelong investment, right? This is maybe for some people this is the only investment they've made, and I, I see people choose the cheaper route, and you know, I, I look at the transaction and go, wow, these people left all this money on the table, and you know, there's nothing much to say. They were, at the end of the day, they were happy with the transaction. Right, uh, but they didn't realize that their savings for the service that they thought they were gaining is actually costing them for it. For sure, there's definitely choice out there, and there's different variables, and you know, there's competition, which is great. But ultimately, yeah, I think it's you get what you pay for, right? So, yeah. do you ever motivate your your salespeople, your team members, your staff, your whatever? Do you motivate them with incentives? Do you incentivize them? Do you motivate them with fear? How do you do this? Uh, both. How do you get people yeah. to do things? Both, I would say. You know, I, I like. In terms of the team members, you know their their biggest objective is dollar signs. You yeah. know they 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 salespeople salespeople they they enjoy um, you know closing that deal and you know we motivate them by incentivizing them to do so. Um, we work on a very unique structure um, where our team members essentially you know do benefit, and this is why we're able to operate a, a team for so long and and successful because, you know, we believe in investing into them, you know, giving them proper tools, um, providing them with good leads um, that essentially builds a business out of them at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, we're starting to do more incentivized bonus-based systems, right? Like, so I see the numbers on the board, for example, and it's more of a competition. So it's kind of like a both angles, right? Yeah. Fear and, uh, and incentive. So anyway, with that, um, thanks for watching and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for watching. Add it up.